Ross Al Pearson, Auto Week. About a year ago at Darlington, things began to change in your life. You had that great run, Harvick said his stupid ass comments, things kind of, for you, things began to improve after that. Have you, have you ever thought back to what that weekend meant for you and how it got you maybe right here today? I have a lot. It, it really all started um, a few months before that when the talks of of running those three races in the CGR came about, and I didn't think it was real. I didn't understand what, how that would happen. Uh, but the people behind the scenes of Spire uh, were putting it all together, and, and they they did it for me. I mean, they took me to that next level in a way that no one ever had and no one ever could. I mean, people tried in the past. We tried, but and I'd say before Darlington, it started months before that, um, them helping prepare me after the race, them grabbing me. TJ, right here in the room, TJ Pusher, grabbed me and said, listen to me, don't say anything stupid. He already has, like, just be you, do your interview, but just be you, and don't don't get caught up in the racing drama. And that was key, um, and we have those heart-to-hearts all the time. A lot, you know, they're not always on pit road right when you get out of a race car, but um, it, those little moments are key. So more than just the Darlington weekend, like, yeah, that, that was a dream come true, but it was all the preparation. That's that's why we get up every day is to fight and to prepare to win. I mean, granted, like we have fast race trucks, we have people that believe in each other. So we have the two things in racing you want, belief in each other and speed. They're so hard to get. We're blessed to have it, but it, it all started with preparation years and months ago. More questions for our race winning team? Uh, several. Okay, we'll start up here with Chris. Chris from Cody Al uh, said a couple weeks ago that you guys had a sponsor bail on you guys for the rest of the year and it's kind of put you guys in a tough spot. So how much sponsorship do you guys actually have? Do you have enough to go to the homestead? How dire is your situation? It's always dire, right? I mean, you never have enough. But um, the other night, uh, Al was in town. We sat and talked and that was a uh, discussion that came up. And um, I mean, we're going to homestead and there's no, there's no way around that. Um, both trucks are going to Homestead, 44, 45, running all year, and we're going to continue, hopefully, this dominance dominance that we have and stay humble with it. Um, are things tight? Yeah, things are tight. There's no doubt in that. But um, I think Al Nice likes it that way. Um, he likes to do more with less. Now, a lot of people use that sentence, you know, do more with less, but he, we actually are doing more with less. You know, we're achieving the things that we want, and, um, you know, we have our partner coming on uh, for the playoffs. You know, we're excited about that's going to see us through the rest of the year. Um, so, and obviously that's going to come out. So, we just our goal is get to the playoffs. Once he declared, we've done that. I feel like I feel like we're locked in at this point with the win today. So, um, you know, you'll see you'll see a sponsor on on it. Correct, correct. You'll see. I promise. Get on the line, Zach. Ross, kind of along those same lines, there's never a bad time to win, but do you almost worry that you are that you guys are peaking a little too early um, with so much season left ahead um, and, and obviously the, the goals of winning the championship? Heck no. No, I want to win every one. I want to win everything. So, no, you uh, – I mean, we learned things this weekend, um, and we really put into effect stuff we learned in Kentucky um, and in a couple previous races, and, and they kind of worked there, but we fine-tuned them and got them to really work here. Um, and what I just it made our we did things leading into this race that made our truck versatile. Like it, it could do things that before 
it would do in a perfect scenario, but if I misjudged the corner by a mile an hour, like if I felt like I overdrove it by a few feet, it would it would get sideways or get tight. So um, we just put together a, a package today that could race, and that all came off of races previous. So we have to just keep building that notebook. Um, you know, we kind of, I mean, we kind of did go back to basics for this weekend. Um, something that Cody was on, uh, Phil and Lonnie and I, and, and we were just pushing so hard these last few weeks to keep winning. Um, we, you know, I was trying too hard in a lot of times and practices and stuff, and, and even in the races. So just back to basics, obviously today the truck was dominant, so it made a lot of things easy, but um, we have to just keep pushing because we have to keep building more and more speed because everybody else is doing the same thing. Right here. Darrell Kinsey Jr., WBGR Rosses, your third win would be the fourth. It wasn't for the win getting taken away in Iowa. At this point, do you feel like the favorite for the championship? No, I still feel like we have room for improvement. I feel like guys have more sponsorship, as Chris alluded to. Um, they have more resources. They have more personnel. Um, but I know, right, it's easy to sit up here after you win a race and say this, but they don't have more heart, and I mean that. I don't say stuff up here for PR. I don't say stuff up here just for any biased reason, like I, I truly believe that our group, like there's there's hardly, there's just a, one or two guys left back at the shop right now. And these group, the, the whole group, all the Nice Motorsports people are driving home tonight because they don't want to buy, they don't want to buy plane tickets because it costs so much. So no, we should not be the favorite. And I love that. I love the fact, like like Cody said about Al, we, we thrive on doing more with less and, and beating people that we shouldn't beat. And we beat people today now it's not to say we're going to go to Eldora and beat them or we're going to go to Michigan and beat them, but um, we just keep keep plugging away and keep building. Hope there's Scott. Scott Walsh from the uh, Scranton Times Tribune. Russ, um, how close those early cautions on those first couple of laps, in particular the the, the spin by freezing, how close did, you know were you to maybe get you know getting caught up in that? And then at the end there, I'm sure you know talk, talking with uh, Tyler and with Harrison, they're praying for a caution. And I'm sure you're praying, you know, not for one. I, you know, it's funny. When we first fired off, I thought, all right, no cautions run at the end. Then with like 15 to go, I honestly was would have been fine with one. We were one lap to the good on fuel, but I thought a caution would put, set us up for overtime to make it. Um, so no, I, I was fine. I felt confident in our restart ability. Um, I changed up my restarts quite a bit. Tried a, a lot of different things, just trying to to learn about these trucks. And and you could get wheel spin today, very, very minimal. But I wanted to put myself in the, the best. I wanted to learn as much as I could throughout the race for that final one. And I felt as prepared as anything. I, I feel like everything that we're doing behind the scenes to, to make these race trucks better and what I'm trying to do during the week to make myself the best race car driver that I can be, right? I still have room for improvement, but I feel like we were as prepared for a late restart um, as anybody. And and um, I didn't see the freezing deal. Um, we had. You know, granted, Austin gave us the outside of the start. We got a good push from fourth place. Uh, got clear there into one, and I wasn't coming off the top no matter what. I just felt like we were we'd be in control there. So, um, you know, not to bring him up, but you bring up the guy that won the race last, like I bring up the guy that won the race last year, and you see how he controlled the race, and that's what we're all trying to do. Um, Phil watched the race back this morning. It's that's what you try to do. You try, he makes us all better. Granted, I wish he was in the race today. I wanted to race against him. I feel like we could have ran with him. I don't know if we could have beat him. He's really, really good. But learn from what he did last year and, and try to make it a little bit better. So we have a question in the press box. Austin Malolo from the Racing Experts. 
Russ, this win essentially solidifies you in the 2019 truck playoffs, and you've proven yourself as successful at a multitude of different track types throughout the season. Tracks like Eldora, Michigan, Bristol, Mossport are all on the horizon. How does your confidence continue to grow as we continue through the summer months and towards Homestead? Oh, for sure. It's um, it, it's definitely not going down. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what to, I don't know what to expect at Eldora. Um, very, I mean, no dirt experience at all. Um, just go try to let these these guys teach me. They've done it for a few years, um, but this will be Phil and I's first time going there. So to race. So um, beyond that, um, Michigan, you know, uh, similar to here in, in a lot of regards, and then. Um, short track program, Iowa Gateway, Bristol, um, we feel really confident about. So we still have room for improvement. Um, we just want more, a little more lap time in our trucks and more speed. Anything else in the press box? That's it, yeah, thank you. I go here and then go to Chris. Jeff McConey, the Bottled Up Podcast. I've been talking with some other drivers about their plans to get ready for Eldora. How are you preparing for this race? As you just mentioned, with no dirt experience whatsoever, are you focusing on simulators or some other method? Yeah, I mean, iRacing does a little bit. Um, Josh Wise is race dirt, so we talk with him a lot. I talk with Kyle a lot. Um, you know, it's, it's um, I don't know how you're ever prepared. You're never prepared for any of these tracks, so we'll just go, you know, I mean, build a good race truck that obviously can do the things it needs to on dirt. That's something that Cody, we were relying on him a lot for and Lonnie um, to guide us in that direction. And from there, just try not to destroy it, right? And it's goal number one, be there at the end because you can so easily, like you get on the brakes too hard, it's gonna shove straight in the fence and knock the front clip off of it. So um, just learn through practice. I, I don't know, I never, I don't, I don't know how you're ever prepared for any of these places coming here, so Eldora is no different for me. Thank you. Chris? I know you guys are, you know, on the business side, things are kind of crazy right now, but on the performance side, is there a weak link? Is there a weakness? Is there something better than last week? I mean, you're always looking for more speed, like Ross said. I mean, that's a never-ending battle. And we're kind of doing a lot of the behind-the-scenes work, behind-the-scenes, which is all here with us at the racetrack. <laughs> try and make sure that, you know, I mean, that we have what we need to run like we, should, we need to when the chase comes. Like Ross said, in Chicago and Kentucky, we kind of had some off weeks to consider them off, fourth and seventh. But we knew we weren't taking our best truck. We were trying to set up to, to build trucks um, to set ourselves up for the chase. So just always looking for more speed. Can't never have enough. We'll have, we'll have enough. <laughs> There's an arsenal being prepared. We promise you. Could I have it over here? Ross, who sells a blow-up watermelon, and how far are we going to take this? It gets bigger every time. Yeah, no, literally, literally bigger, physically bigger. Uh, Emily got that. Our our tire girl. Um, you know where she got it from? I do. Uh, I think at Academy. So, lost um, patch. Uh, yeah. So she um, she got it after Gateway, and she said she just saw it and had to knew she had to have it, and said we were going to take it back to Victory Lane. Of course, then we go a couple weeks, and I'm like, gosh dang, we're preparing for Victory Lane way too much. Like, I don't know about all this. So, um, with my family, we're the ones that bring the watermelons, right? And so, we're, we have always had a deal where we don't go get the watermelons until the race is over. So, then they have to run to the camper, my fifth wheel here, or the hauler, wherever the watermelons are at, and get them. 
Um, so it's really cool. Normally when they when I receive the watermelons on the front stretch or Victory Lane, whoever brings it to me is out of breath because they had to run a long way. Um, so this was uh, Emily, and uh, that's so cool that that you know the whole team is buying into this, right? How can you not smile when you eat a slice of watermelon? How can you not smile when you see me out throwing a beach ball in the stands after we win a race with a giant watermelon? So I'm glad that everybody's getting to live the watermelon life with us. We launched a freaking merch brand named MelonManBrand.com. I mean, how cool is that? How can you not smile if you're going to put on a watermelon hat? Um, it's just, um, I, I've always, eighth generation farmer, lived the watermelon life, and now I hope NASCAR Nation and everybody here can too. Okay, I think that's a good place to wrap it up for us to get ready for qualifying on the Monster Energy Series. Congratulations, guys, and uh, good luck the rest of the way. Thank you.